You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You, you feel this, this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank call. Prank call. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show, please feel free to do so. The phone number here is 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line. We don't have any new callers today, so let's get started with Nico. Brian, this is Nico. Hey, so I just listened, I think it was Nate Falls asking why your voice sounds different in that one commercial. <laughs> I thought that was just another dude. I thought it was odd that he kind of sort of sounded like you. Because you have two commercials where you go, hey, Packer fan. Maybe you were, hey, Packer fan. Dude, that is, that is so funny. <laughs> I, I love super funny. I love ironic so. funny. You know, like saying, I love to go fishing uh, because uh, I love nature and I want to murder every fish. I'm not <laughs> just kidding. I don't love nature. I like ironic, stupid, funny. Yeah. So that, that's great. Now I'm going to laugh every time I hear that. That's, that's why you're here, Nico. That's why there's like a small collection. You think there's thousands of people listening? No, there's like 10. And all of you call in and it, we're just a collection of freaking weirdos that hang out and talk to each other. So cats out of the bag. Um, that's all this is and all the reviews and stuff. That's all fake. So hopefully you guys still want to hang out with me and do weird stuff. Let's keep it weird. That, that commercial. All right. So, um, I got a trivia question for you. Oh boy. What took, um, Justin Fields 30 tries that, Jordan Love did in 10 tries. Cause I wanna, I'm it's gonna, so funny because I just saw this on social media and I cannot believe it's a thing. Count the Kansas City game. Uh, ding, 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 ding. So um, let, let, me, let me take a crack at this because just on the off chance, you're actually talking about something else. Jordan Love, for those that didn't know, has thrown for more yards already this season than Justin Fields has ever thrown in a season in his entire career. Now, maybe that's a little unfair because you got injuries mixed in. You got year one, he didn't start the whole time. Here's the thing. Number one, don't give a crap. Production is production. Um, And number two, we're halfway through the season, folks. I I saw somebody posted that on social media, and I thought, no, that's not a thing. And I went and looked at it. Sure enough, halfway through the season, a little more than half, whatever, don't care, close enough, halfway through the season, Love has already thrown for more yards 
than Fields has ever thrown in his career. The idea that they wouldn't draft a new quarterback <laughs> when the draft comes around is staggeringly stupid. And to be completely honest, there's a part of me that thinks they might not. I just, I you know, it just, I don't know. I'm really hoping Fields just does some magic and they they don't draft a quarterback because it is that is hilarious to me. But anyways, what is what is the correct answer? Mm, that's right, folks. Throw for three hundred yards, and I know it doesn't mean love is a is a. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Stop! That's not true, is it? Oh, I see. You 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 put a cutoff in there. He so he did it once. It was uh, just a couple weeks ago against Denver, three hundred and thirty-five. So all right, fair enough. Fair enough. Yes, he's. Better than Fields, which again, it's a low bar, but he's just, he's consistently getting over these low bars and is well on his way to, uh, well, who cares? He's better than Fields and that's hilarious. Generational talent in a first round ballot Hall of Famer. I know. I just like it when we can make Bears fans look stupid, okay? Bears fans are stupid. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I don't mean to offend stupid people. But, um, yeah, any time we can be better than the Bears at anything. There's a Bears fan that can throw a football 10 yards. I want to throw it 11 yards. You know, I just love it when they look dumb. So as far as today went, you know, it's kind of a win-win. I mean, literally, uh, we won. And the offense seems to be kind of clicking a little better, you know. Um, Reed is just turning into a, such a uh, – why do I love Tucker Craft so much? Why? <laughs> I like Musgrave, too. When he catches the ball, I'm gay. He's going to be probably one of the top tight ends rookie this year. When Kraft catches the ball, like, my emotions get all tingly. I don't get it. I watched his, like, highlights in high school and college and stuff. He's got a lot of high school highlights on YouTube, I think. And it's really not fair because he's, like, seven feet tall and all these guys that look like they're five years old are trying to tackle him. Because it's rare that you're that tall in high school and that, like, nimble and you know, fleet of foot. A lot of times when you're that tall in high school, you're gangly and, you know, you're all elbows and ankles and knees. But I really think once he kind of gets the, into the flow, because let's face it, when Luke Musgrave catches the football and turns up field, there's nobody that's afraid to tackle him. Like there's probably some fifth string cornerback who's like 5'9", 110 pounds, you know. He'll just come at him and knock him down. But Tucker Craft, he's got some... He's got some truck stick in him, and I can't wait to see him get used and and uh, do that stuff. So, uh, wow, not a time already. What a I'm time surprised. flies when you're rambling like an idiot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, click. This show is going to be like the Nico show, by the way. Just so we're we're all clear on that. But yeah, I, I don't I don't necessarily get the warm tinglies. For craft, I mean, in in theory, I get it. That's pretty dope, and I know a lot of people were huge on the Tucker Craft train. I'm all for it. I would love to have Tucker Craft be a beast, just like anybody else. But um, yeah, I don't. I'm trying to think who that would be for me. I mean, I I really once I went back and watched Reed, big fan of Reed. Um, same with last year with Watson. When I got a chance to watch him those first couple weeks and see him come wide open, big fan. I, I guess DeGuara was kind of my guy, which is sad in terms of like, I really wanted that to be a thing. Got really excited every time he touched the ball. AJ Dillon. Yeah, I just don't, when, whenever I get excited about somebody, just don't pay attention, I guess. Just be like, well, that's freaking curse now. Thanks a lot, idiot. You don't have to say those exact words. I'm just saying in general, you know, something along those lines would be 
accurate. As I was saying. Uh, so yeah, just I just I don't know. Tucker Craft, I just love the guy. Um, it is. Uh, Wix, I tell you, there's uh, maybe someone should study this. I'm not saying you should because I know you won't. Because I certainly ain't. Thanks. But there was, I wonder if there's something that goes against people that were really good at basketball and how they're just good at football. I think you there know, is a lot a thing. of you know, there's been a lot of uh, dudes that were like six four, six five, and very you know physically gifted who could be. You know, Hall of Fame tight ends who could go to the NBA and just be like a crappy forward. Um, and I know Wix was a basketball guy. Just, just what an amazing like physical feat to stay at. And that guy speared him in the back. He got another 20, 20 yards, man. Love to see his develop. Like that, Reeves doing really good. Um, and Love, I mean, Love, Love isn't making like leaps and bounds. You know, I know there's still some Love bashes out there. I saw some of it on Clayton's, you know, after show. But, you know, okay, oh, I'm just going to go with talent. Well, the people that you don't like when they play good, what do you say then? If, if someone you don't like, because, you know, there's people that are on the I hate love, be- you know, bench side, and when he starts playing good and they still hate him, well, now you're just a biased dum-dum. So, because yeah. um, I, I I was super hip on him, and then he started kind of, eh, and I kind of went, ah, well, it looks like we swung and missed, but, I, I, you know, I, I still think it's kind of up in the air. But if he can improve every week, I think that's a good thing. I know people want. Well, and that's kind of what I alluded to before too. It's it's like, you know, we're 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 already swinging too far in the other direction. Like I'm seeing people on social media being like, you know what, guys, I was wrong. I said he's not it. He's a bust. And you know what, I was wrong. He's the guy. And I'm so excited. And it's like, dude, you already put your foot in your mouth once. Are you going to do it again? <laughs> like, you, you said he was a bust when it was way too soon. And then he plays well, and you're now you're saying he's the guy. If he has a bad week next week, what are you going to do? Are you going to apologize again? And you're going to put your foot in your mouth again by saying he's a bust? Like, why don't you just relax? You know, take it easy. At least the people who are dug in, um, at least they're they're staying consistent and they're just really keeping their fingers crossed that that this doesn't continue. You know, like just this is just a rough patch we got to get through where we have a good quarterback and hopefully he sucks again and I can go, ha, knew it, nailed it. <laughs> that's, that's what matters. Tank, I don't think so. I think there's something to be said for a, a team to jump. Like, for instance, that, that touchdown to Dobbs, I don't think that happened a month and a half ago, you know? Uh, it, it, clearly they're growing, they're, they're learning the game better, you know? Uh, that, that was like the Randall Cobb touchdown in, against Chicago. Oh, speaking of Chicago. Uh, yeah, that was like the, 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 the fourth quarter, you know, fourth down play against Chicago uh, when there was nobody deep and Cobb just put up his hand. That, that, was, that, that shows that Love and Dobbs are growing together. So that's a really good thing to see. I know the Christian Watson thing. I think, I think he'll be fine because he has such an awesome skill set. Better not get rid of him. He might be one of the dudes that really pops year three and four. And I – I'm not going to even say he's not going to have a good end of the season this year. He still may. I believe some of that's kind of on love. Just as we know, he's not the best deep ball thrower. Um, so, no, just a good win-win. Uh, honestly, the defense – wow, I'm almost out of time again. Uh, I was going to call back. Yep. Um, well, a couple thoughts. I mean, number one, his deep ball accuracy has gotten better, and not surprisingly, Christian Watson suddenly emerges, right? That's number one. Number two, remember, Christian Watson and his speed 
is largely beneficial because of what it does to the defense. Not just because, well, he runs fast and he gets behind the defense and then you throw a 50-yard touchdown. And if you can't do that, then you suck at football. You got to wonder, again, as far as being curious and asking questions and whatnot, how much of the Jaden Reed and Dentavian Wicks and uh, Romeo Dobbs' success across the middle and underneath is benefited by having a guy like Christian Watson that can really pull the safeties back and create more space underneath. You know what I mean? Like, is it possible Christian Watson is massively valuable to the offense in ways that we aren't necessarily seeing on the stat sheet? Just saying, if Christian Watson goes down, everything gets compressed. If everything gets compressed, it's much harder to throw these passes to Reed and Wicks and everybody else, right? Just saying. So as far as the defense goes, I mean, I'm stuck. I want them to do good, but just for the players' sake, I hope. What I don't want is what we all don't want, for them to really shine at the end of this season and for them to throw three more years at Barry, you know? So I'm I'm thinking, like, is is this possible that the defense is doing better just clearly on, on the, you know, on the backs of the players and it has nothing to do with the coach? I don't know. Um you know, at, at the end of the year, hey, Joe, it's not you, it's us. Thank you, thank you for your time. Get out. Don't let the door hit you. Um, but as far as the defense goes, the, you know, I'm, a, I'm from San Diego, so I've been watching the Chargers forever. And even this team, I mean, Hubert and Hubert, those guys, he could throw for 400 yards and five touchdowns any given game. So the fact that we held him to, you know, way lower than that, I know we didn't get a lot of pressure, I wonder, I think you mentioned maybe they're just trying to contain and, and uh, you know, to stop the run game. If that's the case, it seems to be working because they've, the Chargers, they're kind of like the, you know, they're, they're a team that can just throw up some points fast. So they held Keenan Allen. You're not going to stop Keenan Allen. He's like Devontae Adams. You, you ain't stopping that guy. He's going to get his 100 yards and one or two touchdowns, but they held him when they could, literally, uh, got away with a couple um, but they, they, they slowed him down when, when they had to, you know, the defense wasn't, you know, game breakers, but they held them to under 20 points. So that's just, you know, still, sorry, Barry, gotta let you go snip. Um, yeah, everyone keeps getting hurt. That's awesome. You know, honestly, when I felt bad when Jones got hurt, cause it looks like he may be done. Uh, same thing with Bosa, like that dude, just, I wanted him to play the whole game just so I could tell all my Charger friends, you know. Uh, you still suck, even though you had your two defenders. But um, I was kind of when when Jones got out. No offense to Jones, I, you know how much longer is he going to be here? I kind of wanted to see what Wilson can do, and he was looking good at first, and then he tweaked the shoulder. Thank God it's not a lower body injury. So I hope he can be. Come, I hope he can come back. Um, so anyways, uh, good all around defensive effort with giving no credit to Joe Barry if that's possible. Um. They're still, yes, tackling. I agree with what uh, Mark Wall said on Clayton's podcast. Uh, tackling is, I, I, I know they don't teach it much anymore, but they need to. So, hey, uh, go pack, go. Uh, I can't wait for Thursday when I'm shoving turkey down my throat and mm. watching the Packers. So, uh, enjoy. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about that. I, uh, we just got a, Big old pile of groceries, thanks to my wife going and getting my list. Um, and my daughter's very excited. I've got 
Three things I'm working on that I'm trying to get just right. Cornbread. I've got a bunch of different cornbread recipes. Mac and cheese, which I've never really gotten quite right. It's amazing to me how hard it is to get flavor in mac and cheese. You would assume just like, dude, macaroni, throw some cheese at it, cheesy, delicious. It's just like there's there's not a lot of flavor here. So you got to smash the crap out of it to just pack some flavor in there. So we're going to work on that. And then a dessert. And I have like eight, nine, ten different dessert recipes that I want to try out. And I got ingredients for all that, like six mac and cheese recipes, six cornbread recipes, and like 10 dessert recipes. I'm going to learn to make really good cornbread, although I have uh, one recipe that I really do like. I like sweet and moist cornbread. It's just how I roll. You like more savory with actual corn in it? That's your deal. I just, nah. Mac and cheese is just one of those things. I feel like everybody should have a good mac and cheese recipe. I don't have one. And then we're just going to try out a bunch of desserts, find out what the best one is. We're going to be rolling into Thanksgiving like, what up? Got some cornbread, mac and cheese, and a dessert. How you doing? Mm, that's cool. You want to watch Packers and eat some mac and cheese? That's what I'm talking about. So, yeah, I'm excited about I'm excited about the food festival and thanking the food for its foodness. Uh, I mean, the, the defense is so weird because it's like if, if you're high on the defense or defensive coordinator or defensive players or whatever it is, it's not hard for you to look at it and be like, you guys are out of your freaking mind. Like, nobody ever scores points. Nobody can get to 20 points on us. The The offense has had the easiest job in the world. If they can get to, if, if our offense could get to like 21 points, we win basically every game this year, with the exception of, I think, the Detroit Lions game. You're all out of your freaking minds. But then there's the other side of the coin, which is kind of twofold. Number one is look at the opponents, right? DVOA looks at it and says, actually, it's a pretty crap defense. And then there's just watching it and being unsatisfied. And I think some of it is unfair. I mean, you can't expect perfection from a defense. Even good defenses give up plays here and there. But there is sort of a standard and sort of an expectation. And I I don't think to some degree a lot of that's being met. There's certain areas of frustration that are recurring. And so, you know, and then then you kind of hone into, okay, here are those areas that were frustrating. Was that a Joe Barry issue? Was that a, a player issue? But again, I think for me and I think for a lot of other people, it's not my most analytical take. I'll give you that. But it's really just a, a sense of frustration and a feeling that if we had the right defensive coordinator, we would have seen something better by this point. And when you look at Joe Barry and the fact that he's been like a bottom 10 defense every time he's ever been a defensive coordinator in his entire career, and that includes in Green Bay, and it looks like we're headed toward that again, not in points, but in DVOA, you know, we're just not getting the best out of these guys. And there are other defenses that are doing much better with as much or less than what we have. And I just think there are, there are guys out there that can get more out of the defense. And even if even if there are issues with the players, you know, the tackling isn't great and the fundamentals aren't great and, you know, the injuries and whatever. Certain guys are overrated. So what? Look at Minnesota. Who, who does Minnesota have that's super good? I'll wait. They got better, right? They went out and got a different guy and he's doing a, a, a job that's making their defense better. And now it's a pretty good defense with basically no talent on it. They got Daniil Hunter, who's not even peaked Daniil Hunter anymore. And what? And what? Nothing. There's no superstars on that defense. There's not one superstar on that defense. That includes Daniil. And I like Daniil. He's very good. But he's not Joey Bosa or Nick Bosa or Miles Garrett. He's not. They don't have Sauce Gardner. They don't have Aaron Donald. 
I don't think they have a top five player at any one position on their defense. But yet here they sit as the eighth best defense in football, best defense in the NFC North. And I stand on my take that the Packers have the most talented individual players in the NFC North. And yet where does our defense sit? Right now, 23rd. It hasn't been updated yet since this last game. We'll see. But 23rd. You know, I just, it's not, uh, it's not ideal. Anyways, um, me and Nico will continue our one-on-one conversation, and you're welcome to check uh, back in with us, just kind of hanging out. Uh, we'll do that after the break. We do have a couple other callers that we we may or may not get to. I'll leave that up to Nico. Um, I'm just messing with you, Nico. You call in as much as you want, man. I'm just giving you a hard time. We'll take a break. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy if you want to support the podcast. We'll be right back. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. (laughs) Hey, real quick, uh, for all those Packer fans complaining about the play calling, uh, I just watched T.J. Hawkinson pitch a ball to their starting quarterback and watch him get drilled. (laughs) Now that's, that's a great play call. They should do that 
play more often. Uh, yeah, kidding. Uh, by the way, uh, Vikings suck. Vikings do suck. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've made my stance clear on the play calling, and I know I'm at odds with, you know, probably, I, I would guess the fan base is pretty split. I'd call it 50-50-ish on whether or not we're okay with the offensive play calling. Um, it's certainly not perfect. There are obviously mistakes. Matt LaFleur has even alluded to that. But just like Jordan, just like everything else, you don't expect perfection. Um, I like what we're doing. It's just It just happens to align with how I feel things should be going. I've always wanted the more creative kind of stuff. I understand the thought process of you need to dial it back. We don't have guys that can handle that. Um, but I'm starting. we're starting to see it improve, right? The end arounds never win anywhere. We had Jaden Reed crack two of them, and one of them went for a touchdown, right? We saw the, the Luke Musgrave touchdown last week, which was a double reverse. <laughs> okay, I'll be right back. But, you know, one way or another, the bottom line is we're getting there. You know, it's whether it's we dial it back to what they're able to do and we look like a preschool offense, but it slowly gets better over time, or we hammer the gas and fry the frickin' engine and look like crap trying to hammer it too hard, but it slowly starts to get, I mean, we're in the same spot either way, and we're shooting for the same location either way. I mean, I think everybody wants the offense to look like a certain thing. It's just a question of how best to get there. I'm assuming. I mean, there's still questions of, you know, on third and one, you don't pass or whatever. You know, and sometimes you do. I don't know. But I think we're all at least on the same page as far as we like to at some point get to the point where we're a much more creative, innovative, and not super predictable offense. Which again, and I'm not saying it's the same people saying two different things, but from my position, I'm hearing there's frustration with the predictability of the offense. And then the, on the other hand, it's why don't you run it up the middle on third and one? Well, do you want to do the predictable thing or do you not want to do the predictable thing? I don't know. Daddy! Yo. What's up, buddy? What's up, man? Max, finally getting into my car to get out of here, uh, warming it up. Mm. Um, man. I don't know. It, I enjoyed everything about it. I, I was talking to my buddy on the way back to the car, trying to figure out like what what were the parts that were weak. Um, the the love deep ball he could have thrown. I mean, he obviously could have let him the Musgrave pass. He missed on the sideline. But other than that, everything there was was good. And the only other thing that we we came back to was. Why they um, why they ran that ball on third down um, when they were trying to get LATs or timeouts? Like why not why not at least just go for it and see if you can do that? But and and I'm not trying to be mean to the coaching staff, whatever else. But man, um, you know, I don't know. I, it, that was a that was a fun day. I thought they did well. I thought people stepped up. The line was not outstanding, but at the same time, I thought Jordan Jordan played really well. I thought our guys on defense did really well. I thought it was nice to see Kenny Clark step up finally at the end. Um, and it wasn't a shootout that I asked for and, and hoped for, but you got a 300 yards, um, and there's that. I know that there was drop passes by the Rams. I mean, Chargers, sorry. 
we we got away with some stuff. But at the same time, they got to learn how to win, as I said. So, um, lucky wins. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that, man. Um, I'm cold. I'm getting warmer. I didn't run on the field, so you're lucky. No bail money for you. <laughs> uh, be safe, man. Go Pack Go. Love the W. Later. It's nice. Yeah, it's nice to come back and have, like, some notes, like minor critiques and, uh, you know, little things that it's like, hey, that was great. Here's a couple things that we could maybe look at as opposed to just a litany of you suck and here's all the reasons why. I like this more. I like, hey, that was an awesome win. That was an awesome game. I was real happy with it. A couple little things, you know, could clean up. A little bit of this, a little bit of that, whatever. But yeah, I'm actually looking at the uh, PFF grades and everybody graded out well except John Runyon in pass blocking. Like everybody had a good group. Well, that and Sean Ryan, who was horrific, but he only had six snaps. So we'll just pretend that that's not a thing. Um, well, and Yash Nyman, I guess, who was, I, I don't know why they keep switching off. Are guys just getting hurt that much or what the situation is? I don't know. But Yash was trash. Um, but Rashid Walker, Elton Jenkins, Josh Myers, and Zach Tom all were in the uh, 70s and 80s as far as pass blocking. So, you know, again, certainly could, could critique John Runyon, not the best. Yash Nyman, step it up. Run blocking, again, just kind of, eh. But a uh, good day. It's a good day. Well, today was a great day, <laughs> Nico. I like how you call in as though you haven't just been calling this whole time. Like, well, here's my thoughts on the day. Because, obviously, we won. Say what you want. The okay. the Chargers lost it. Whatever. Boo-boo. We beat them. And then... The Bears almost beat the Lions. Now, yes, it would have been better if the Bears beat the Lions. But the fact that they almost beat them and then lost in the end and pissed off all the Bears fans, to me, is way better. And then the Lions, even though they beat the Bears, all their fans are like, well, we barely beat the crappy Lions. So they're all bummed. And then Russell Wilson. I hate Russell Wilson. His little face, his pudgy little goofer Goofy-looking, ugly face. I don't care that he went to Wisconsin. He went there one year. Big deal. It ain't like he was there four years. If, up until today, if I was walking on the street and I saw Russell Wilson, I would push him into oncoming traffic. Just kidding. <laughs> I wouldn't really do that. But after today, the way he beat the, the skank out of the Vikings and ripped their heart out, uh, I've never cheered for an ugly Mr. Unlimited. I tell you what, who makes up their own name? I mean, let's face it. He's an unlimited goober. I, I just, I love the fact that he just ripped the hearts out of the line, uh, uh, the Vikings. And all their stupid fans, yeah, they're dumb. I mean, honestly, they're probably dumber than Bears fans because at least the Bears have done some stuff in the in their franchise. What have the Lions done? Or what have the Vikings done? Nothing. Their biggest their biggest deal is they beat the Packers a few times at the end of the year. That's it. I mean, you who you guys are awesome. Um I mean if there was a if there was a boat and there was enough food for five people and there was a couple Packers fans and then the Lions and a uh, Bears fan, the Lions fan and the Vikings fan, I'd throw the Lions fan off. You know, just because to save the rest of us. Because I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The Vikings fan, I've got a couple daddy toes. Yeah, the Vikings fans are just dumb. You don't want those jeans, you know, uh, 
reproducing. Anyways, I'm 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 to the point now where I'm rambling. I don't even know what I'm saying, but I just that was so fun watching Russell Wilson beat the Vikings. Oh my goodness. So sorry for all Josh Dobbs. But uh hey, at least he's got a little resurgence in his career. And uh hey, uh the Vikings suck and the Bears suck and you know what? The Lions, they suck too, so go back home. I don't I don't really know what to add to that, man. I think you uh I think you covered it. The Lions suck. Bears suck. The Vikings suck. Russell Wilson is a goober. I think you nailed it, man. That ain't going to work. Sorry, Drew. Try again. Uh, New Berlin guy. Hey, Ryan. Garrett Wednesday from New Berlin. Um, my last message on Thursday was really long, so I'm trying to keep this short. Um, Green Bay looked awesome yesterday, offensively, I felt. Um, I know we played against the Chargers, and the Chargers' defense isn't the greatest, but I think that was a good step in the right direction as far as Jordan Love, how he looks. That's his first 300-yard passing game, and I think he looks good. Did he still make some mistakes? I thought, yeah, but it's a work in progress. You're number one starting. You're not going to be perfect. Everyone, everyone that I've talked to or whatever is like, well, he's been in the system for this many years. Practices? are not game experience. And game experience is where you're going to learn the most, I feel. Um, but I think the offense looked good. Defense, there were times where we looked good and then there were times where we looked bad. Um, the one play where we caused a fumble at the goal line, Kenny Clark caused it, I was literally about to start yelling at the TV because our defense was playing like Swiss cheese again. And then they called the fumble at the goal line and I was happy, but I was really prepared to just fall and dog the defense today. <laughs> but I'm not going to do that because, like I said, we had our good times, we had our bad times. But, yeah, I'm just really excited for the offense that they can continue this. So have a good day, and I will call another time. Bye. Yeah, I mean, everyone's different. I mean, we're all just kind of taking our best guess as to how much weight to put into the years he spent sitting. Obviously, that's different than playing, but it's also different than not being in the NFL at all, right? So, it, we're again, we're all just kind of guessing. And for some people, they probably could sit and then get into the NFL and just start shredding. They're ready to go. And some people, maybe they do need some more time on the field. Everything's different. We're, I, I don't know how to say it better than we're all just guessing. And so we're all giving it our best estimate. Then as the season starts, if you assume that all that sitting meant everything or 90% or whatever you think it is, and he goes out there and he doesn't perform well, you probably don't feel great about that, especially after week two, week three, week four, week five. You really start to sweat. If you come into it saying those years basically mean nothing, that's like 10, 20%, but he's basically a rookie, then you don't worry as much about it, at least not as any more than you would a rookie. And you're willing to give him that full year, two years, maybe even three years. But Again, everybody's different, and you never know. We're just kind of trying to predict what is happening, what's going to happen, and um, we're still doing that, right? I mean, there's no point taking a victory lap over Jordan Love because we don't know what his career is going to look like. You know, I mean, he, uh, again, I I love the performance that he had. I thought for sure it was his best game. PFF, not massively impressed. He had a 69.5 passing grade. Now, you could say it doesn't matter, whatever. That's fine. It probably doesn't matter as much, and I think maybe his fumbling factored into that a little bit, or I don't know. 
but we also can't sit here and pretend that he's he's done it. Like we crossed the finish line, everything's settled, we know he's going to be great. We don't know anything. We just finally got some confirmation that basically it's possible and it might be heading in that direction or or you know, from a mathematical standpoint, it's it's become a higher probability than it was a week ago and especially 2 weeks ago. But I mean, for me personally, I don't know that I'm still even at 50%. I'm encouraged, I'm excited, but I'm not anywhere near 100% right now. So, yeah, I mean, it's it certainly seemed as though he needed a little bit of time to kind of get warmed up, a little bit more time than I would have expected. But, um, you know, not to say he doesn't need time, but considering how much of a struggle it was, was a little bit surprising. You know, you hear about quarterbacks where they need, like, to get hit that one time or to kind of throw those first couple of completions to kind of get warmed up. Jordan needed like weeks before he could be like, oh, okay, now I now I kind of got this whole like throwing thing figured out and comfortability thing and playing in the first half thing. Got that rhythm going now. And there's other questions too. Like, you know, Kenny Clark, a lot of times he'll, uh, or, or certain people anyways, will kind of take like a half a season to get warmed up every year. I think it was like Eddie Lacy was that way. Kenny Clark, I think, is that way, or is the opposite or something. I don't remember what the whole thing is. But, you know, I mean, what if that's a thing with Jordan, too? Next year, like, all right, we got it, and it just comes out flat. And it's at week seven or eight that all of a sudden he's playing well again. It's like, well, we can't do this every year. We don't know. We don't know. We just keep getting more information, new information every week, and we do the best we can to kind of guess again. But why don't we take a uh, break? We'll come back and hear from Daniel from California. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Jen from California. Hey. You know, these last two games, I'm just, I'm really happy with what we're saying. I don't care about winning. I don't care about losing. But the one thing we need to do this season, and it seems like we're starting to get on track on, is to evaluate Jordan Love because a team starts and stops with the quarterback, and now we're actually able to see a functioning offense where, the, you know, people aren't making mistakes and things are going, you know, I don't know, 
90% right the most time. You know, you still have a few penalties here and there. You still have people slipping and stuff, but that's, that's yeah, everybody has that. It's, you know, we need to see Jordan, and these last two weeks, he looks really good. You know, the Steelers' defense, it's a good defense, but I wouldn't call it top tier. You know, the Lions have had a pretty good defense, and I know the Chiefs have a really good defense this year. So now these two games are evaluation games for Jordan. I've always said I I believe in Jordan because I see him. He's always been able to, you know, see the play and make the quick throw, and it's just it's either accuracy or it's, you know, having chemistry with the guy he's throwing it to. So let's see see if he can keep the momentum going. I'm getting pretty excited. I don't, you know, I I think we could steal one of these games against the Chiefs or the, the Lions. So we'll find out. See what we got. Well, and that's why that's why these next couple of weeks are going to be really beneficial. I mean, usually you dread these like, Oh crap, man. I just, I'd rather play a crap team and get excited about a win. Like it's going to be so stressful and awful and I don't want to lose. It's embarrassing, whatever. Like it's going to suck. Um, but I think it's good for, for this team because, you know, look, we can't give the offense any credit because the Chargers defense was crap. We can't give the Packers defense any credit because every team they play for the most part their offense is crap. Well, the Lions rank pretty high on offense and defense. The Chiefs rank pretty high on offense and defense. So you want us to take you seriously, execute against these teams. If you can't, then don't piss and moan when people come out and say, yeah, I guess it was just the Chargers. I guess it was just this, that, or the other. If you want to be taken seriously, you want to prove all the haters wrong and all the these quote-unquote fake fans and all that, you know, fine. You want to get angry? Take it out on the Lions. Take it out on the Chiefs. Show everybody that you're legit, that you're for real. Jordan Love, go out there and execute against top 10 defenses. Packers defense, go out and execute against a top 10 offense, which the Chargers were, but, um, you know, go do it. Go show that you can do it. Stop the run. Stop the pass. Pass, run, block, catch, throw, do do that stuff. Again, even if you don't necessarily win the game, and I understand that's going to be the standard for a lot of people, but for me, just show me you can do it. If, if you can do it by yourself individually and everybody else sucks around you and there's a bunch of penalties and a bunch of mistakes and everything else, whatever. If Jordan, Jordan Love, if you can go out there and execute and throw and, and be accurate and on time and navigate pressure and all that, screw the win. You you demonstrated you can be the guy against the one of the top defenses in the NFL. That's that's all that that that's all I needed. That's a Christmas present right there. That's a birthday present for me. That's good enough, dude. Yeah, the uh, our freaking offensive line jumped off sides on a third down or something. Or we were going to go four on fourth and we had to punt, and that's what ruined it. It was a drop and all these really inopportune penalties and everything else. So we ended up losing. Whatever. Freaking whatever. You know, Christian, Jaden, everybody, just do it against really good competition and shut everybody up. If you can do that, I'll have your back in a loss. I'll be out here talking about moral victories or whatever because I'm fine with it. Because again, I, I don't think we're shooting for a Super Bowl. If we were, then yeah, then winning is all that matters. We're not. We're not. 
right now we're on a hunt for good football players. We're trying to see growth. We're trying to see, can you play well against good teams? So do it. Screw the stats. Screw the scoreboard. Go execute. It'll be a good game to watch. Food tastes better when the Packers win. I'll grant you that, but it is what it is. You know, I was just, you know, I was listening to some of the call-ins and looking at people saying we, you know, we we nearly lost and all that stuff. Yeah, but we won, okay? And the other thing is, is we held them to 20 points. That's the third least the Chargers have scored. They gave up, they scored 17 on the Chiefs and they scored 17 on the Dallas Cowboys. Those are two really good defenses. Everybody else is 24 or higher. We, we held them to 20. So, like, we should be happy with that. They, they have, you know, a lot of firepower on the offense. And there's not, I don't know of any major injuries besides Mike Williams, but they've been without Mike Williams for most of the season already. So, like, that's a good offense. We just held the 20 points, guys. Come on. And then, besides that, they just put up 38 points on the Lions. Some some crazy good defense that we've been hearing about. But when you actually go and look at the Lions, I just said they were a good defense on the last call. But when you look at the Lions, they're giving up a lot of points, dude. They gave up 24 points to Bryce Young and the Panthers. Like, they're not – they haven't hit their stride yet. And you look at the last couple games for the Lions, you know, they, gave, they just got trounced by – the Ravens, but they're destroying everybody, right? They gave up 38 to the Ravens. They uh, they did hold the Raiders to 14, but that was the game that uh, McDaniels got fired, I believe, right? And they gave up 26 to the Bears. They gave up... Uh, they did hold Baker Mayfield, but if you just go down and look, like, they're not like holding these like crazy numbers. Like They do have a couple games where they let people score, so... As long as we could just, you know, just trickle down the field, I think we could compete against the Lions. I don't think their defense is as advertised. I think, I think they're, you know, a top ten, maybe top twelve defense, but I don't think there's some game wrecking defense. As long as we could just, you know, hold strong, get touchdowns, I think we have a good shot. But that's all I got. Chargers have a great offense. We held them. Lions defense isn't as advertised. That's those are my opinions. Go back though. Well, way to take the wind out of my sails here. Now, apparently, if we beat the Lions, it doesn't matter anymore because they're not actually that good. (laughs) Dang it. Well, I tried, ladies and gentlemen. I tried. Hey, Ryan. This is Kyle from the ship, huh? What up? You know, 12, 16 hours later, you know, after the game, you know, kind of maybe hear me a little bit better. No, we were at at the game yesterday, and, you know, we've, we've talked about before. These older... Was I the only one not at the game? I feel like... I was the only one not at the game. No, you're not going to say that. Certain fans um, need to realize that you're at a sporting event. People are going to stand and be excited and don't yell at people for standing and being excited. I actually had a little altercation where I had to tell some people that people pay plenty of money for this, so get part of the crowd and stop being so stubborn and sitting there. And I, and also the, I've learned that people that go to the games, it's been a while since I've been to a game, um, they need to get educated. They don't know anything, you know, because from one play, Jordan Love knows nothing to, he's going to the Hall of Fame. (laughs) 
get educated, know what you're talking about, and just be part of it. Overall, go back, go. Good win. And I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I probably shouldn't make any sweeping comments, but I just... I feel like... Hmm. I'm trying to think how to say this. I probably just shouldn't say it. I'm I'm surprised... I'm not surprised to hear your comments. I'm always surprised at certain things, like how do these people not know that they're supposed to stand? How do these people not know that they're supposed to be quiet when we're on offense? How do these people not know that they need to be making noise when we're on defense? How do they not know that we shouldn't be doing the way? How do they not know these things? I'll leave it at that. I'm always surprised at how much people don't know stuff. And it's fine to not know things. Like if if I wanted to have a good time and like bought some tickets to go to a Brewers game and bring my kids, like I wouldn't really know all the customs. I've been to several Brewers games, but like I don't know necessarily, I guess, the etiquette and the customs and like I I, I you know, roll out the barrel, the hot dog racing thing, sausage racing thing. But I certainly wouldn't know any of the players. I, I just I don't I don't know. I don't know stuff. But you know what else I wouldn't do? I wouldn't be commenting as though I knew everything. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm uh, I'm at as much of a loss as you are, friendo. Hey, Ryan, Trevor, Virginia. Hey. <clears throat> um, about the game we had yesterday, hoping we can keep it up against the Lions on Thursday, Thanksgiving. Um, but it gets one quick negative at the start. Jonathan Owens just looks terrible. I, as good as Goody has been on off-season signings, Free agent signings. That was a mess. Um, I don't want to see him on the field anymore personally. Oh, Owens? I'd rather give an undrafted rookie or somebody a chance to see what they got because yeah, I, I don't, I don't get that. And it's not just him. I mean, there's always there's a ton of guys that get brought in and and let go and brought in and let go that are not good football players. I mean, that that happens all the time. I don't know how he's starting right now. I don't understand that. I mean, I understand there's a bunch of injuries and everything else, but it's just like he's always been my least all the, all the way through training camp. Like I don't care, I don't even remember who we had that were safeties, but Owens was always last on that list, no matter what. Uh, I again, I know we're running out of guys, but um, I I don't I don't get it. I really don't. He's always been like actually the worst safety in football. He's continuing to play as though he's the worst safety in football. I don't know why we brought him in. I don't know why he's been as high on the depth chart as he has been. I don't know why he's playing. And again, you could say injuries, but why did he make the cut? <laughs> I don't I don't know these answers to these questions. It can't be any worse. Um, and he must be really nice and like super intelligent. Like he just knows football inside and out and is just a great dude. And they're like, we got to keep Johnny boy. And he's he's got the wife does the flips and stuff, you know? Like, we got to keep him. He's a good dude, man. You know, he's super smart. So can he play football? Well, technically, yes. Uh, if we're being literal, can he play? F- yes, he can. He can. Well, no, but you didn't ask that. And I'm not going to answer that. So let's just end this conversation, I guess. He has plenty of tape and plenty of uh, games played in the NFL that it's, this is just what it's always been for him. Um, and... Um, just team looked great though. Receiving group looked great, and I 
I want to call this sooner, but it was late in the week, and I knew I probably wouldn't make make it for the game this weekend to get dumped. And now I know it's easy to say, but everybody's talking about receivers next year. I really just don't see us drafting a receiver in yeah, the top three rounds. I'm struggling. With um, and I mean, we saw Wicks had a great day. Reed had a great day. Reed's had a great year. They both are. Dobbs and Watson both got touchdowns. I just, I think we have four very solid receivers, and that doesn't even mention our tight ends right now. And um, I just think, you know, they're all first and second year. I think one of them is going to emerge as number one. I mean, I I think our biggest problem is going to be we're going to have four receivers into their rookie deal over the span of two seasons. They're not going to be able to pay them all. That's where we're going to need to draft receivers. But I really think our receiving core is set going forward. I think the team thinks that. Um I don't see a strapped in receiver unless we reboot the quarterback position, but um anyway. Go back go. Yeah, I uh I was playing around with a mock draft. It was my first time doing it. I didn't even make it to the seventh round because after a while you just kinda like, dude, I'm just I'm just picking positions and this is boring. But um I really struggled with wide receiver. Like I just couldn't get myself to do it. And again, like if if you have a truly elite top five type of guy, generational Okay, fine, fair enough. And I understand the merits of getting a really good wide receiver and saying, like, we don't have one of these guys and we need it. And I understand the desire for that and getting, like, another Devontae or whatever. I I fully understand that. But are you telling me replacing Dontavian Wicks and Romeo Dobbs is the priority as opposed to, for example, replacing Jonathan Owens? Like, that's more important? That's a bigger need? getting a defensive tackle or a safety, maybe another corner, a a left tackle. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. We're not being serious here. If you're going to tell me that that's an, a, an immediate emergent need. We've got guys that are playing right now, and they're doing a good job, and they're getting better. Um, and getting somebody who's maybe going to be on the same level as, as Reed and Dobbs and those guys, maybe slightly better, again, we're not talking about the top five receiver that's off the table, but you go get like a top 15 receiver. Do we know they're going to be better than? No, we don't. I mean, what's, what's, uh, there really weren't any last year, but supposedly Jackson Smith and Jigbo was supposed to, what's he doing these days? Is nothing the, the inappropriate answer? Cause I feel like that's pretty much the reality. Not much. So yeah, I think, uh, I think it is going to be tricky at this point. We'll see how the board falls. We'll see how it goes. It's not impossible. I know the whole Packers never do that thing, but I, I, I don't think there's anything about the Packers that says that they have no desire for wide receivers. I think they've had guys like Devontae Adams, and they've had massive holes for years at other premium positions and have had you know number one offense and number 28 defense and felt like, I don't know, maybe we should address the defense instead of the offense. We've also heard, you know, situations where they were interested in wide receivers and they end up going constantly right before, like they wanted Jefferson, but Vikings traded up and grabbed him, stuff like that. I mean, it's just, it's circumstantial. And, you know, in, in the last 10 years, you got, what, 11 first round picks? It's, it's not like, it's not that hard to see a scenario where wide receiver is left out. So I think it's possible, but again, just looking at the situation, the, the only thing that would lead me to believe that it's maybe a little bit more likely would just be the amount of wide receivers that are probably going to be sitting in that range, 
which of course is subject to change. Hey, Ryan, Trevor, Virginia. I have one more thing that might already have been discussed, but um, everybody's talking about the overthrow, one of Wild's overthrows in the week. So Luke Musgrave going up the left side. Um, and it was kind of in the bottom corner of the screen, but when he first threw the pass, when Musgrave was working past the defender, he had a little stumble. Um, at least that's what I remember. I, I haven't gone back and watched, but if he did a little stumble, I think if that didn't happen, I think the pass would have been more the money. Um, so I definitely think the accuracy is way better, obviously. Um, and you know, even his misses are, I don't think good misses, but you know, they're not the hype where the hell is that ball going anymore. Um, but anyway, yeah, I think he had a little stumble on that route if you want to take a look for that, or maybe you've already seen it. Go back, go. Fair enough. Yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't recall seeing it or, or I don't know if they showed a replay or whatever, but um, yeah, I mean, and stuff like that happens all the time. Wouldn't honestly surprise me given how on fire he was that that day. And, you know, I mean, some of that is really tough too, even, even if they're not stumbling, you know, there's so much like hand fighting and jockeying for position. You know, you think about, you know, just take Musgrave or anybody else when you're trying to work around a guy, these corners do such a good job of like running into you and pushing into you. So you're not able to get up to full speed. So, you know, it's one thing to go out on a football field and just tell them, okay, run a go route straight down the field as fast as you can. You can work on that timing. But what do you do when the DB is pushing your guy? And so he's kind of widening out a little bit more and the speed is lower. Everything you've practiced is kind of out the window now, you know, and when you finally do get around them, then you kind of hit the jets. But at this point, like the timing is off, the rhythm is off, the location is off. It's, It's tough. I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm just saying it's not as easy as you know, just throw it. At least not always. Anyways, I'm going to leave it at that. You guys have a good rest of your night. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.